your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to Thursday. It's Thursday, right? Lacrosse Talk PM, 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line if you want to get in here. I was headline hunting right before the show and kind of uh, sorting out the Lacrosse County Health Department COVID collaborative, Cooley COVID 19 collaborative, uh, whatever entity you want to call them, um, hosted by Lacrosse County Health Department. They had a little press briefing today with Dr. Aaron Engel, the Lacrosse School Superintendent, as well as Jen Rabalski and uh, Dr. Elizabeth Cogbill from Gunnerson and Libby Weber from the Weber Group. Uh, representing businesses, doctors, schools, and Jen Robalski, of course, the health director. Uh, we can get into that in a little bit. It's on our Facebook page, 1410WIZM, if you want to watch it. I'll play some of the highlights. I think there was like three or four highlights. You're just like, yeah, that was that was an interesting take. That's interesting information. Other times it's um, wash your hands, wear a mask, and you're just like, okay, we got it. And that's important, but you know, it's for 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 some people, it's just overkill. We 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 know, and for other people, it's like, oh, why wear a mask? Uh, it's always funny to go into a store and see people not wearing masks. I've seen a couple of Twitter videos. Uh, Rex Chapman, really good follow on Twitter. He's just a former NBA shooting guard, but he just follows. He just shares random stuff. So a couple of different videos of uh, uh, like 20-year-old, 20-something-year-olds storming Target and yelling, don't wear a mask, you don't need a mask, and and just running through the store and yelling that at people, which seems just very unproductive. Uh, And then another video of similarly of, uh, not similarly, another video of two people not wearing a mask in Walmart and then getting really hostile with other people and then the fight ensues like we don't leave us alone stop recording us and we're leaving all right and then they're not leaving and people not wearing masks that was kind of entertaining and and just a little weird too so just watching those videos a couple of headline headlines though that that i noticed on the the wisconsin wire and this some of these don't exactly pertain to wisconsin but when you, when you think about what's happening in Wisconsin, everything's happening in Wisconsin, so they all pertain. Trump in Wisconsin, protests in Wisconsin, La Crosse being the number one city in America with, for rising cases, according to the New York Times. That's still a thing. Um, not only are they the number one city, so I'll just, I'll, I'll look at this list again here. Um, it, that, and it's all on wisdomnews.com, but uh, this this uh, New York Times, and it's not an article per se, as it's just a ongoing case list essentially, and it's updated daily. And uh, one of these one of these is uh, the description here: the metro areas where new cases are rising the fastest on population adjusted basis. And Lacrosse is number one, and a week ago its number was at one forty two. That's a change of per 100,000 people so 142 in the in, increase in the in the in in cases 
and now it's at 737. So 142 to 737, that's 436. And uh, there, lacrosse is number one. Number two on the list, it's a tie. Number two, Whitewater is on the list, number two. So while lacrosse is 436, number two on the list, Whitewater and Cookville, Tennessee, 228. <laughs> so uh, 200 difference there, 212, 208 difference uh, between number one and number two. Lacrosse blowing away the competition in, in terms of uh, cases rising the fastest based on population adjustment. And if you scroll down a little bit more or scroll, I think maybe it's scroll up. Yeah, you scroll up. uh, There's another list uh, where the outbreak is worst right now. The metro areas with the greatest number of new cases relative to their population in the last two weeks. And buried on there at number 16 in the country is La Crosse. And it's amongst uh, a couple of other cities that are real close. So they're percentage points away. But Ames is on there. And... Uh, lacrosse and then it's just you know other other random towns champaign illinois is on there as well uh bismarck north dakota just trying to give you some area ones but you know very vague not very but a little bit out there but uh those are the closest ones to the area but yeah lacrosse is number 16 on that list uh you know based on recent cases and the daily per 100,000 the last two weeks so it's at the, the list is 48.4, but if you head to the COVID-19, the Cooley Collaborative website, uh, we're at 104 cases per day the last seven days. That's that's the average. And uh, hospitalizations, everyone's, uh, you can kind of gauge that if you just keep track daily now. They don't tell you, and you don't know if it's new or, that the hospitalizations is still at 64 from yesterday to today. And I asked John Robalski about that in the Lacrosse County Health Department uh, Cooley COVID Collaborative website. Uh, Cooley COVID Collaborative, not website. Uh, just asked her about hospitalizations yesterday in reference to the rising cases. Something we talked about a little bit yesterday. And uh, I'll play. I'll play her 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 clip here coming up after after the break. But um, just doing a little radio tease there. Uh, I do have another clip from Aaron Engel, the Lacrosse School Superintendent, on where the schools are at. Just real quick quick clip and i think you can all guess where schools are at uh it's funny too if you go to like the west salem facebook page uh yesterday west west salem schools uh yesterday or t- day before and maybe maybe a couple of different posts but west salem had uh you know posted that hey schools schools opening up and you know kids are glad to be back in in school and and getting some sense of normalcy, but the pictures aren't normal. It's like band playing in chairs outside in the parking lot. And uh, let's see, I'm on the page now. And maybe I'm going to, yeah, this like, uh, yeah, the band is out in social distancing chairs in the parking lot. That's normal. And uh, just another, just a couple other pictures of like students, you know, with masks on in the cafeteria. They don't look very happy, honestly. But, hey, kids are back at school. All right. Teachers putting masks on kids. Um, so, and then West Salem is going back to virtual learning. So, lacrosse schools, obviously, not obviously. I would say obviously. It's like a transition word. Lacrosse schools has gone the first month of schools to virtual learning. And we'll see where that goes come October. But at this point, you can all guess what Dr. Aaron Engels said, right? Uh, 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. All right, we're going to get to Brad and the news. He'll probably play maybe a clip or two of, of that health department briefing 
Uh, but I got I got a little bit more complete clip. So we'll be back after this. I'm with him. <laughs> All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Get out of here, Stone Temple Pilots. Get out of here. All right. Uh, I got, got a couple of texts. I'm trying to I'm trying to sort through them and, and do a little like, okay, this this person's texting this. And, you know, uh, no, you don't know. And, and just based that, like, okay, I got to do a little bit of, of Googling before I answer these texts. But uh, I'll get to them. Eric from Sparta is calling in. We're talking about virus. Imagine that. Uh, I did I did want to, if, if we get to it, and we probably will, I want to talk about this uh, Netflix show called, um, what is it called again? The Social Dilemma. I just, I watched a little bit of it uh, over the last weekend and. It was kind of interesting and kind of weird and a little bit like, oh, really? And yeah, I kind of knew that. And I don't care. So, but Eric from Sparta is calling in. Eric, go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah. First of all, uh, I got a couple things. First of all, when is your buddy coming back? Newt. He's, he's, uh, he's pretty, he's, he's teaching right now. So. Well, you got to take a couple minutes a night to talk to your show. I mean, it's, it's, come on. Okay. Not number two. When I go around Sparta here in town, or I go places, people, nobody's wearing a mask. All over the place, people say, yeah, I don't care about that. Well, fine, I really want to protect them, but they don't wear it to protect me. So they're everyone is spreading this crap. And by the way, what what parents do in the UWL? They send their, find their kids have COVID and they send them to college? A friend of mine. Then this kid at school came back two days later because they all went down there. It'll clear. This is unbelievable. These idiots don't know what the hell they're doing. And uh, Joe Gow is responsible for this crap. He, he and him only is responsible for this outbreak in, in the UWL. Well, uh, the, I would say the you could you could point to the whole UW system. I mean, when you look at this New York Times list, Eric, uh, you could put UW in front of most of the... I don't care about the New York Times. New York Times is what to life to begin with. <laughs> okay. And well, they, they, maybe they maybe report right, right on this, but I'll tell you one thing. Joe Gow is the ultimate authority on this stuff. He holds all blame on this stuff. He goes out there wearing a cortex on his face like he's nothing to worry about. All right, so if Joe yeah. Gow gets the blame for the spread of the virus in town, then does the president yeah. get the blame for the spread of the virus in the country? And people who are not wearing masks mask because they know. Did you, did you hear me, Eric, or not? Say again. I said, if Joe Gow gets all the blame for the spread of the virus in town because college students are back, then does Donald Trump get all the blame for the spread of the virus across the country? He's in charge of this. Of course he does. Okay. All right. Thanks, Eric. Yeah. All right. I almost fell out of my chair right there. All right. 608-785-7914. All right. Some of these texts here. Um, there's two that are kind of related uh, Greg did text in because uh, on this New York Times list, and I got too many tabs open is what's going on. Where are you New York, New York Times list that Eric doesn't care about because, you know, they're lying except for this. They're not lying when it comes to the virus. Uh, New York Times list. So number one in the country, lacrosse, uh, where new cases are rising the fastest. Number two in the country, Whitewater. And Greg texts in, we finally beat Whitewater at something. UW Whitewater, perennial powerhouse in college football, which isn't being played in the WEAC conference right now or the WEAC 
Uh, but but uh, you know, at least we can beat them in in the fall in virus spread. Uh, we go back to the phones. I don't know who this is. Caller, who's this? Hey, this is Sam from Hoka. Hey, Sam, go ahead. Uh, you know, I I was just wondering. You know, we're we're hearing a lot of stats and numbers. Uh, do we have any information on how many comorbidities there are in the lacrosse area deaths? Yeah, I think we we all it's two. We we kind of know that. So I I just didn't know if there was any like we get the case number. I think is it, what is it eight deaths now? The two. It's two. Oh, we're still only at two. Okay, then yeah. I misheard something earlier today. So we are still only at two. Yep. Okay, I, we're at, I apologize. I misheard. I thought we were up to a higher number of deaths. No, we're but, at, uh, and, and I can I can play a clip from Rimbalski about that. But we're at two. Lacrosse County had one death yesterday, so they're at eighteen. Um, at one point, and I can't give you the exact number. I think it was like when it was like eleven to twelve. Uh, all but one of those, or or maybe even all of the Winona deaths, were out of the like sour healthcare senior living facility. It's some type of senior older folks home facility. So Winona had 18 deaths, but at one point, like 12 out of to 11 out of 12 were all out of that one place. So, and, and we the main thing I would be interested in is if there's a number, you know, locally, like with those from Winona and with those from Lacrosse County, of how many how many are you know is is uh, COVID the the primary cause, and how many of them is there there a significant comorbidity? The other question moving forward, you know, we're getting these case numbers on a daily basis. It's all we hear about. Um, is there any news on what we do with that information aside from, you know, we know wear masks, wash your hands, you know, limit exposure, but, uh, what, uh, I guess, what is the hope or what is the good news moving forward? And, you know, I, I don't have a question for that. I don't expect you to right now, but I, I just hope that, uh, listeners out there, you know, have, have hope for the future that, uh, this isn't something that's just going to be here forever, that we're going to find answers and, and solutions. Yeah, and I, I can I can answer some of them. I won't answer, but I'll I'll play some clips, Sam, here in just a minute uh, from the health briefing today. Thanks for the call. Uh, and I just got to decide which clip would be the best. But I have what do I have? I have four clips here. So I did ask Jim Rabalski about you know, hey, we have increased cases. What can we expect from that? That's kind of what Sam was asking, you know. And and Jim Rabalski, here's her answer. I'll just play I'll just play it because uh, just the idea that we're getting 104 cases a day the last week. You know, what then? Like, we don't, you know, we're kind of sick of hearing cases, even though they're rising. But here's her answer. It is very hard to project exactly what will happen. But I think there there is concern. There is a level of concern in the conversations with the collaborative about increased rates of hospitalizations. Um, you know, we we aren't seeing drastic changes there yet, but we also know that hospitalization rates typically are a couple of weeks behind rate increases like this, especially in a population that's generally healthy. Again, we're worried mostly about the spread from this population. Many of these folks that our current positive cases are mildly or not symptomatic, which is wonderful, um, except that, you know, that population then can spread it to others that might have more significant impacts, both um, on their own health as well as um, the health of others as it, as it relates to the spread of COVID. So I do think there is concern about increased hospitalizations in the next, week, in the next few weeks. Um, I also think that the potential for um, for deaths in our community members is definitely there, um, depending upon um, whether or not we can take action now to reduce the spread and contain um, where it is right now. 
All right, that was Joe Rabalski. It's part of the Lacrosse County Health Briefing at eleven o'clock. They they sent out an email to the media, said, "Hey, we're having a health briefing today <laughs> at two fifteen. So it was kind of like, "Oh, okay." You know, usually a couple days, a uh, couple days notice or a day's notice. Uh, this the the virus has been spreading quite a bit, what, a couple weeks now. So health health departments. Been a little bit quiet. I know Anthony Tregoski texted me and goes, whoa, a health department briefing. What is this? And I just texted him back, inconceivable, as uh, you know, if, if you noticed uh, last week, last weekend, the the Democratic Party of Wisconsin hosted uh, a, a script reading of the Princess Bride, and uh, it, was, it was pretty popular online, and they're doing that again tonight, obviously. Uh, say that not obviously we're doing that again tonight with parks and recreation the show parks and rec and uh ron swanson and and you know uh uh some of the other a lot of the other cast not not chris pratt and not aziz so those are the two uh, kind of two of the more popular ones but uh audrey plaza and and amy poehler and and now i forget ron swanson's actual name but eh, ron swanson for parks and rec fans uh, and it's all kind of ironic, too, if they're going to get on and talk about early voting in Wisconsin and absentee voting and and just and, and bring up uh, how to do that. And it's going to be a Q&A, a little bit of a town hall. Um, I, but but the idea that Ron Swanson's part of this, because Ron Swanson, if you watch his show, hates the government and uh, he doesn't want anything. He thinks the Parks and Rec Department shouldn't exist. And he and he does everything he can to kind of make it at, at the least the least amount of government taxpayer funds. Uh, possible, so it's a pretty funny show if you haven't seen it, and you might want to get online and watch that tonight at eight. Uh, there is, uh, there are links on the wisdomnews.com website if you go scroll down and look for the the little Parks and Rec flyer. Um, all right, so anyway, went off there, but that was Jim Rabalski kind of talking like we could we could all guess that right. There's 104 cases a day the past week. Uh, you know, we've gone over 2,000 cases. We've had 100 cases, 112, I think it was today. And uh, we could all guess that, yeah, that's concerning. And maybe hospitalizations and deaths will be coming down the road. That's kind of how, how this happens. The cases come, then everything else comes. Um, because the, the population, you know, the most of these cases, of course, are college students, 20 to 29-year-olds, probably even younger than that, or not younger than that, but in the in the bottom half of that bracket, and it's just a matter of those people then going and exposing themselves with the virus, not exposing themselves per se. Bad choice of words there. Uh, but, you know, it's it's going to trickle. And, and we've, we, we've heard that today uh, during that meeting. So I'll play some of the other clips. Uh, the doctor from Gunderson had um, some some maybe eye-opening, eye-opening things to say that I brought up yesterday with my neighbor, moving from being my neighbor to now moving into lacrosse and, and down by Gunderson into a senior living facility and him saying that they have a bunch of cases in their building. So um, we'll, we'll get to those clips, but first Scott's comment coming up, Brad doing the news. We'll be back after this. I'm with him. All right. Welcome back to lacrosse talk PM 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. Yes. We're talking about the virus. And I got a couple of clips to play yet about the from the Lacrosse County Health Department briefing. Um, Phil is texting me YouTube videos to play on the air. I can't just play YouTube videos on the air, Phil. Sorry, <laughs> some rules there. Uh, and 
I can't watch the YouTube video while I'm doing the show. You'd have to like show prep with me, Phil, if you want to if you want to send me YouTube videos. Uh, Dan texted in, if masks supposedly work so well, why are the numbers going up? Well, masks work well if we wear masks, right? I mean, if you want to point to, just think about places in lacrosse, maybe even downtown lacrosse, where things might be going on that people aren't going to wear masks. So the whole idea of, of trying to uh, stop the spread is, you know, limit your movement limit your activity wear a mask if you have to if we all did that for two weeks i mean really if we all just sat in our house for two weeks and we relied you know hey government you know two weeks give us give us like some help for two weeks either pause things like rent or whatever you know however you want to do it just everybody for two weeks and you know Figure out a way where emergency people have can get to when, when people need help in certain situations because obviously that's going to happen. But really, if you just for two weeks did it, then it might be gone. It, it wouldn't be totally gone, but man, we would we would be in the situation where other countries are at right now. We wouldn't be the number one city in in the country with the the highest spread. Uh, Karen texted in uh, because. Because of this this list here on the New York Times, lacrosse number one in uh, the metro areas where cases are rising the fastest on population-adjusted basis. Lacrosse is also number 16 on a list of metro areas with the greatest number of new cases relative to their population. So everything is relative to population. And Karen texted in here. Let me find it again. Karen says, based on population, get it? Based on population, all small college towns, get it? Do you understand that? Or just concerned about your agenda? I, I don't have an agenda. <laughs> agenda is to get through the hour, Karen. Um, that was one, two, three, four, five, six texts from Karen there. Um, they had to uh, they had to send me six texts to get that 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 point across. Uh, and number in lacrosse is number one in the country. Whitewater is number two, and and you want to yell about it's based on population. But when when things were going down in New York, then it was we don't have to worry about it. It's a big city; it's not going to happen here. And you know when New York's getting hit hard, uh, when when they're when you see videos of them digging graves with you know backhoes and front loaders and just mass graves from how many people are dying. And we had uh, a woman that went from Minneapolis uh, as a, as a nurse in Minneapolis to go to New York. And, and she talked about, you know, that experience going, heading into that experience. Well, after that experience, she quit nursing <laughs> for a while. Anyway, I've heard that she has, has gone to another hotspot to, to help out in the nursing capacity um, we've seen we've seen uh, in South Texas where they were putting bodies in refrigerated trucks. So hopefully, I mean that hasn't happened here. Um, but as General Balski said, you know it's concerning, and we, we're get, we're getting the surge now. Like we we don't do we know what a surge is at this point? <laughs> when it was four, we were like, whoa, four cases. Because we at one point I think we went like 21 days without a case. You know, a couple months ago. Seems like 16 years ago. 
Um, but then it was, you know, wow, we got 24 cases in a day. That was a high, right? And then it was, wow, 42 cases. And now we've had three straight, three consecutive days with over 100 cases. So where do you think this is, is going to head? And if you don't think masks work, it's because people are going downtown. These college kids have come back to town. They're all going downtown. But do you think those college kids are, you know, going to stay in, stay in their dorms now or stay in their houses? They're not going to end up somewhere where you're at? because, Or are you locked yourself in your house? So, I mean, there's, there's just a little bit of a double standard there uh, in terms of like, yeah, it's based on population or, you know, we're not going to get it here because, look, it's only happening in like metro areas. So, I don't know. And we'll see in a couple of weeks. I mean, it'd be great news, right? Great news if we don't get hit with hospital, a bunch of hospitalizations, a bunch of deaths. It'd be great news. Um, here's a, another clip from the, the press briefing. And let me get the correct name from the doctor. I have too many tabs open. Sorry. Uh, this was Dr. Elizabeth Cogbill. She's uh, with Gunderson Health System. She works with the, I think she works with the older population. Geriatrics, is that what it's called? Um, at Gunderson. So this is, this is her, her, her take on, on the virus. It's pretty interesting. So nationally, about 8 in 10 COVID-related deaths are in the, uh, the, um, the older adult population, people age 65 and older. Um, we in La Crosse, we have been very, very fortunate. We have not had a lot of COVID in our older adult population um, in cases in our long-term care facilities. So those are nursing homes and assisted living facilities. Those have been pretty low as well up until now. And we have not seen any deaths in our nursing homes. So that that is those are pretty amazing statistics. And that's a testament to our facilities and the great work that they've been doing and also our community um, and the work that everyone has been doing throughout the the beginning of the pandemic and the beginning of summer related to COVID. Um, But our our nursing homes are are fully dependent on our community to serve as our workforce. And this means that right now, in light of this degree of community spread, these older adults are at risk for contracting COVID and therefore they're at risk for, um, for death. They're also at risk for substandard care. So every staff member who is a high-risk exposure or who is instructed to quarantine or is a close contact is out of work for that period of time. And that the downstream impact of that is that they're they're not serving our older adults in the facilities. And and as an example, just over the past week, um, We've had several multiple facilities in town that have had positive staff. We've also had multiple facilities that have that now have positive residents at a higher rate than we have seen the entire pandemic. And over this past weekend, we had a couple facilities that um, on Friday and Saturday had more than 20 staff who were immediately pulled from work to quarantine because they were close contact or they were positive for COVID. So I guess my point with sharing all of that is that the impact, while it may appear to be sort of contained within an age group or contained in one area in the community, the impact is really enormous and it's it's really far reaching and it has the potential um, to have just incredibly, um, um, the word terrible comes to mind, but terrible consequences for this this population, my patients, the people that I serve. Um, so I, I guess with all of that, what I really want to say to our community is that you have enormous power right now. You have the power 
um, to continue the spread unabated and it is going to get into our facilities and it is going to get to our residents and we will see more deaths among our older adults. But the converse of that is that you also have the power to do great good. You have the power to serve um, to serve your grandparents and your parents and, and your loved ones and to really um, to benefit this community in sort of an unprecedented, enormous way. And so I just I just would implore everyone to please to please consider what responsibility looks like right now in this time of a pandemic and to, to consider that we, we really are in this together. And I, I guess the we are we are woven together. We are a fabric and and what's happening in one age group is not isolated and it truly does spread across the communities. All right. That again was Dr. Elizabeth Cogbill with Gunderson Health System at the press briefing today. And if you want to watch that, it's on the Wisdom News Facebook page, 1410 WIZM Facebook page. Uh, you got another, let's see here, some other texts here. Joe texted in, said no one can control human behavior. That is actually, actually why the virus will, exactly why the virus will run its course like they always do and nothing we can do about it, except we want to hold out so that the virus doesn't kill more people and running its course and destroying the population at 200,000 deaths in the United States right now. Um, he also says the masks do nothing to stop people from getting the virus. Right. They do nothing to stop people from getting the virus, but they do do quite a bit to stop people from giving the virus, which is what the whole point of a mask is. You know, there's asymptomatic people, people that don't show symptoms for days, people with mild symptoms. And the idea is that if everyone wears a mask because you don't know if you have the virus or not, then you're not spreading it. So yes, masks do nothing to stop people from getting the virus, but they do everything, not everything, but they do quite a bit to keep people from giving the virus. So there's a little bit of difference there, Joe. Um, your, your all caps end of that text with multiple exclamation points, I won't read because you're yelling at me and I don't know why. <laughs> all right. 608-785-7914 is the target text line. Uh, do we have some other texts? Oh, Joe texted in at the uh, at the president's press conference last night. He encouraged people not to wear masks. I think there was a town hall, too, that was kind of interesting to watch. I, I, I'm not going to be able to quote the president on there, but the, somebody did ask him about, about masks. It was kind of an interesting, couple of interesting back and forth from that town hall. Um, I wonder if that's what we'll be able to see when Biden and Trump debate at some point here. And... Uh, might be interesting to go to go and look at it. Ryan texts in, it's been close to nine months since this whole thing started, and we have seen how many reinfection cases. I don't even know if, I'm not even sure that we know there can be reinfection cases at this point. Um, the La Crosse County Health Department posted that there was one, and then they kind of said, ah. And then I had a Mayo doctor, I believe he's from Mayo. He talked about it was probably not a reinfection, but a... Um, what did he call it? It was just a de delayed, I don't remember, but it was essentially, he talked about in the dumbed down version, he talked about how the, the virus is kind of high, essentially high dormant in your body. And I think he even said like in the eyeballs or there was somewhere else, I want to say the immune system, but that seems ironic to hide it, have a virus hide an immune system. Um, but he said there were places in the virus where it could be dormant. And then, you know, months later, it becomes active again. And therefore, you don't, you're not reinfected. You're just still infected. 
Uh, the virus never went away, but it, the, the, the immune system couldn't find it to fight it. So, uh, Ryan, Ryan, continue with the text. The mortality rate is what? 0.04, question mark. And all we can talk about is the number of cases. Yeah, we're talking about cases right now because we're at like 104 a day the past week. This is maybe the surge that we're, you know, worried about happening in 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 the area. I mean, that's I mean, that's the news right now. So, yeah, we're going to talk about cases. I hope I don't have to talk about anything else in terms of COVID-19 after this. So, I don't know. It's uh, number one in the country. I mean, if the if it's doing a sports show and the Badgers are number one in the country and I didn't talk about the Badgers, then you'd be like, why aren't we talking about the Badgers? They're number one in the country. Um, ironically, I was talking about the Bucks a little bit and they were the number one team in the NBA. So, yes, I'm just going to talk about the things when we're number one. So, right now, we're number one. We're not going to be ranked number one forever, hopefully. Uh, but but we are right now, so it just seems pretty pretty relevant to bring that up, and and that's you know that, that we had a health department meeting on it as well, and and that's uh, two of the three clips I had. Um, this fourth clip is from Dr. Aaron Engel. He's the lacrosse school superintendent. It's a little shorter clip, and we can all understand the rise in cases is going to lead to what when it comes to lacrosse schools. They delayed going in person school for this month. They're going to reevaluate that. I'm going to actually see if Engel can come on next week and and just you know we always have a pretty pretty good conversation about what the the school district is doing in terms of virus, in terms of school resource officers. So, but this is this is what he said in in terms of trying to get back to in person classes. You know, maybe next month. You know, our returning to school is contingent on the conditions in the community. We're following the Harvard. Global Health Institute's uh, model as best we can uh, using those metrics. And as long as the conditions in the community continue to stay at this, you know, really high level, we're not going to be able to safely return students and staff to school. And so the sooner we get this under control, the sooner we're able to implement the measures we all know are necessary, the sooner we'll get our our students and our most vulnerable students back in school learning uh, where they often learn best. Kind of of obvious, but also... That's where we're at. <laughs> so Bob's calling in. Bob, go ahead. You're on the air. Hey, Rick. Hey, Bob. Yeah. Um, 9-11, you know, it was just last Friday, and I, I can remember how our country came together. It didn't make any difference if you were a Democrat or Republican or Independent. We just all came together for a while. And I thought maybe we could um, come together as a country, you know, for China unleashing this virus on our country and the rest of the world, but... Unfortunately, Democrats, it's got to be Trump's fault. You know, you even said that today. So, um, anyway, everything's Trump's fault. I'll let you go. Bye. All right. I mean, Eric said it, too. So, uh, yeah, we have 200,000 deaths. We have more deaths than any other country in the world. I think we're at, uh, I think we just hit a, I'm loading. It's loading. Um, The idea that we have more cases than any country in the world, too. we're at 197,000 of deaths. The next highest death toll is Brazil, which, you know, if you do by population, it's probably way worse. 134,000 deaths in Brazil. India, 83,000. 83, I'm saying thousand. Yeah, 83,000 deaths in India. 84,000 almost. Or no, 83,000. Uh, I think about population in India. They only have 80, only, quote unquote, only have 83,000 deaths in India. And we have 197,000. So, yeah. Whose fault is that? <laughs> All right, we're going to take another break. We'll be back after this. 
All right, welcome back to the Crosstalk PM. Just a couple of minutes left. I did have one one more uh, clip. I probably don't have time to play. It was from Liz Weber from the Weber Group. Uh, just talked about bi- the the where businesses are at. She's representing businesses and the collaborative as a stakeholder. So different stakeholders, right? The the Cooley COVID collaborative. Uh, Joe is calling in uh, to talk about how the virus is the flu. Go ahead, Joe. How is the virus the flu? Uh, well, I'm starting to come around a little bit. I, I mean, you pointed out my ignorance. So, and you guys are using science. So let's let's just use your science for a minute here. If everybody goes home and runs in the door, shuts the lights off, and gets down out of the windows, how long do we have to wait there until your virus then thinks that we're not home and it leaves the city because it's here? And we have to wear masks, and we're not going to get rid of it. The only thing we can do is hide. How long do we hide until the virus thinks we're not home and we're all safe? If literally the entire population did that? Well, well, yeah, let's use your science. Apparently viruses won't think that we're home if we hide from them for a couple of weeks. Is that how long it's going to take? We, Ten years, two weeks, two months? How long until the virus thinks we're not home? We wouldn't have 100 cases a day. I mean, there's countries out there that, I mean, Canada had zero deaths in a day. A, a couple, was it this week, earlier this week? So, I mean, we wouldn't be at the point where we're, the state of Wisconsin is setting a record with 2,000 cases. The, the previous record in a single day was 1,500, and now we're at 2,000 in a day. But you're all, you guys with all-knowing science know that the only way to do this is to not get together, wear the mask, hide from the virus. How long until the virus thinks you're not home then? Yeah, right? Isn't why, it, why, wouldn't, why, wouldn't you say why two weeks? Why that work? Wouldn't we say it was two weeks and then we wouldn't see 100 cases a day? I would say the virus is here to stay, so you can't hide from it. I, yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? Stay home and hide three months in your house with the lights off until it leaves town? I mean, I, I'm it's saying, not going to work. I'm saying two weeks. Like, literally, just everybody goes and doesn't move for two weeks. Sits in their house. For two weeks, then, then the virus says, no one's home, let's uh, let's leave here. Yeah, then we wouldn't have 100 cases a day. What about when we come back home? We, we wouldn't. What if somebody prob- yells out enough and the virus wasn't that far down the highway and it hears you and comes back? I would say that the case has, the, the state would have like three cases a day then, maybe. So, all right. So, um, that, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a little extreme. It's kind of like an impossible example because no way everyone's going to stay in their home for two weeks. We tried that and then, you know, we fought it in the Supreme Court and, and didn't want to do that. So, uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna sit in this limbo for two three years where, you know, we allow everyone to go to the bars and and do what they want, and allow everybody to to kind of do everything we want quote unquote normally, you know, and and then we we let the upper echelon of people get tested all the time when they want, you know, when it comes to sports, even college sports, we're gonna test those those athletes so that they can play the sports, but we're not gonna test all the students. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna do we're gonna manage the test, but um, yeah. At this point, though, in in the cross county, the testing capacity apparently on the COVID nineteen website, the Cooley COVID nineteen website, we're good in capacity. It's one of the few things that we're 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 okay at uh, in terms of when I say okay, I mean we're in the okay status. We're in the green uh, testing capacity. Yeah, that wasn't always the case, but but that in that regard, we're we're good. But the cases are still rising because we don't have any discipline or rules for it. So. Do what you want. It's a free for all, but you know, do don't do things that you really love. Don't do those things. Like when it comes to me, I really miss playing basketball with my friends. I miss seeing my friends on the basketball court. And uh, when we do finally get to do that, maybe in like three years, 
I'll be severely out of shape and probably pull a hamstring within, you know, the first couple of games, first couple of minutes of the first game. And uh, then I won't be able to play basketball for a couple more weeks. And I'll be like 45 years old at that point. So it'll be like three years from now. So, all right, that's going to do it for today. Thanks a lot, everyone, for listening. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to get Chergoski from UWL to come on tomorrow. We'll see. He's pretty busy, so he's not texting me back uh, after I requested that. But uh, all right, we'll see you tomorrow.